Welcome to Christian Disappointment, and what better way to commemorate the 10th episode than by all going to shit. This episode is about Richard Armitage's voice, and I chatted to Amber about that for about, well, for over an hour, but unfortunately the audio gave up after about 20 minutes, and was replaced by this strange fudding noise. I'm going to leave a bit of that in in case anyone knows why that happened, but it basically means that this is going to be a very, very short episode. Richard Armitage, if you don't know, is a British actor who starred in Spooks, the BBC's version of Robin Hood, The Hobbit, he was in Vicar of Dibley, and most recently, I think, he's been in uh, The New Ocean's 8, and he's in Netflix's animated show Castlevania, and he's also playing Wolverine in a podcast series. We discussed all those things, but uh, that's gone forever. Uh, We began our chat by listening to his rendition of E.E. E. Cummings' I Carry Your Heart, which is a part of a book of love poems that Audible have gotten to read. One of my ideas to uh, lengthen out this now very short episode was to uh, redo that in the style of Richard Armitage. But um, I've actually re- I've tried it a couple of times and I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not impressed with the results, so I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm not going to keep it in. So I'm going to put a link in the description. It's probably best to uh, listen to that before you check out the podcast to get an idea of his voice, if you're not familiar with it. Um, yeah, we might as well get started. There might be, um, here's the crush. That is the most intense voice. Oh, jeez. Like, what, what makes that a good voice? It's deep. It's kind of purposeful. It's, I don't know, it speaks into your soul. I mean, when you listen to that voice... What do you hear? Like, you must hear something of that. It's difficult to come up with the words, isn't it, to describe it, because it's like a reaction that... Have you heard of um, ASMR? No, I don't know what that means. So, I used to get picked on. Well, not picked on, people used to mock me, because I used to say that voices would make me feel a bit tingly. Okay. And, oh, sorry, I've got the definition there. So that's autonomous sensory meridian response. So that is... An experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. I mean, I definitely have that. (laughs) (laughs) I've experienced that. I used to have a teacher at school who would like, I just remember her speaking in assemblies and you just, I'd feel In a good way or a bad way? In like a good way. There's like, um, it's taken off recently with, what's it, what's the acronym? ASMR videos on YouTube with people who, like, whisper, and it sort of makes people have that response. Oh. So it's kind of like people... It's, they either have very gruff voices, or it tends to be like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Like in a creepy way. It, not necessarily creepy, but just kind of like... <laughs> is that your... Tingly. I'm sorry, is that your sexy oh, voice? <laughs> I've never had the desired response of what I've wanted from the sexy voice. I mean, I can tell you now. <laughs> Don't try that one with the lights off. <laughs> I actually okay I've had I feel like I've had it in a good way and a bad way um definitely like a deep male voice well spoken well enunciated kind of slow and provocative is a good way yeah and you get that like tingly feeling but I've also had it in a bad way with like a really coarse harsh accent and that it makes my like skin crawl and I'm like oh I can't listen to it. And if you have like a friend 
my my ex-boyfriend actually used to put on that voice like a really coarse accent and I'd just be like I can't I can't be near you when you when you do that you're like you have to you have to get away from me <laughs> so like how how high on rankings of importance is like a voice like if someone was like wasn't a good looking person but they had like this amazing voice would that be enough to I mean yes definitely I think the voice is possibly like one of three top things that I require in a person. What do you have two? <laughs> I mean, I just said three. Like, I was like, I can't put the voice at number one because it can't be right. <laughs> um, I mean, they have to be, you know, good looking to a certain degree and at least as tall as me, which isn't asking much since I'm only 5'4". <laughs> so I'm not asking very much, except that you have a good voice. That is basically the only thing. But getting a good voice can be really tough. Is it, what, is it something that you feel like people can get better at? No. <laughs> so I you can't, improve, I can't improve my whispery voice. I can't make that. But Matt, you know, you know your normal voice. It's pretty good. Well, so Richard Armitage comes from Leicestershire, so I'd imagine... No, he doesn't. (laughs) I knew there was a reason I was getting tingles down my spine (laughs) and he spoke. (laughs) Actually, I do think... Wait, is Leicester on the left side of England or the right side? Oh, it's always the Midlands. Oh, it's in the middle, isn't it? I reckon I'm more attracted to people on the left side of England. Okay. Than the right side of England. (laughs) So we're going for left rather than west. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Are there accents, like what's a good accent, what's a bad accent in terms like, of Britain? Uh, Irish. Is good. Very good. Okay. Like at the Dublin festival I was at the other weekend, literally my standards were so low because <laughs> as soon as they spoke to me, they had they had an Irish accent and I was like, oh my God, I love you. Yeah. I'm literally in love with you. Um, Not so much... Southwest, like Devon, Bristol, Bristolian accent's quite strong. Mm. Chester, that's a good accent. I don't even know what Chester accent is. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do them for you. <laughs> like I can just tell people. you what they do for me. Like, <laughs> Chester's a pretty big place. Manchester, okay. good accent. I mean, it seems like it's quite a wide net of good accents. <laughs> sort of anywhere really but also so those like regional accents but then you you have the the qualities all the time that you need like to be deep Mm -hmm. to be a deep voice and to be well spoken because i mean i don't even know how to say there's like an element of voices which is like i guess class-based in that Mm -hmm. what what we find attractive is based on class and but richard armitage is a very well-spoken gentleman (laughs) like (laughs) he doesn't he doesn't sound like anyone from leicestershire that i know (laughs) But, um, yeah, there is something about it where he has got that, in the same way that people seem to find, like, Benedict Cumberbatch, his voice, that is very, like, deep, booming, sort of, like, um, well-educated voice. I don't quite know what my point is, but it's... He has has a good voice as well, definitely. I mean, there was a show, this is a bit niche, actually, but there was a show called Paradise Postponed that was out in, like, the 19... 80s maybe that my dad made me watch it was like a a series like a a long series about kind of a village and two sons Mm -hmm. who were trying to get into politics and one of them came from quite a working class background and he used to listen to the radio kind of every day so that he could build up his voice to change his voice Uh, so that he could get that political position Mm -hmm. 
And the other son just naturally had it, didn't have to work at it. And I think the, the working class guy eventually won. So, I mean, maybe you can, maybe you can change your, your accent, but you can't change your voice. Mm. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like you have accents, but you have your voice and you're stuck with your voice. Because, um, Cary Grant, who's also like got quite a famous voice. I'm sure he... I haven't heard of that person. Cary Grant. Who is that? The like golden age Hollywood. What's he in? He did quite a few Hitchcock films. North by Northwest? Don't know. <laughs> There's almost certainly no point you... Uh... I think you will know him. Really? Maybe not. I mean, I think of anyone I know, you've got the worst pop culture knowledge. <laughs> and I used to be proud of that, but now it's kind of annoying. <laughs> but I'm trying to find out what his real name was. He was... Because he was, he was born with like a name that wasn't particularly impressive and he sort of became Cary Grant. Oh, he, okay. I, think he, I think he was born in Bristol, maybe, and he kind of like changed his whole. Um, yeah, Archibald Leach <laughs> was his name when he was born. Yeah, so he's known for his transatlantic accent. And then he's he's not English or American. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, I think he kind of like created that, and then he became like one of the sexiest men of all time. And that was clearly a part of his like mm. voice and such. So Armitage very similar. Maybe. Do you remember when you first heard his voice? Like, what was the, the moment where you're like, this is a good voice? It was, it was when I first started watching Spooks with my, with my family. And it was on quite late in the evening. So I think it was like a school night. Mm-hmm. So it was already a treat that we were allowed <laughs> to stay up late <laughs> to, watch, to watch a program. And it was, it's kind of MI5, so it's quite, quite a cool show. Mm-hmm. And he came on, I think, I can't remember if he was on. I don't think he was on from the beginning, I think it was like a a Russian spy that was recovered. So he was quite a vulnerable character when you first got to know him, mm-hmm. I think. Did he have a Russian accent? I think he did originally. Uh-huh. And then he kind of, as he like readapted to the UK, he got his, his British accent back. Um, just, he was a very mysterious character on that show. He had kind of all sorts of were just like the odd tattoo that no that no one knew if that was like inflicted on him when he was held in Russian prison or if he had actually sympathized with Russia. So you never knew kind of where he stood. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of mysterious feelings. But he had an amazing voice. I mean obviously like James Bond like spies are like iconically sexy. Do you feel like him in that role kind of I don't know that's imbued the voice with that, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I think you're right, because I <laughs> I saw him a few years later in Robin Hood, and he was, oh God, I can't remember who he was, the guy in prison. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know what his role was in Robin Hood, but I was, <laughs> I was like watching it around a friend's house, and I realised that Richard Armitage had reappeared in, in a new form, and I was like, oh, but he's got a beard now, and he's kind of dirty <laughs> and in prison um, and I was like oh can I can I still fancy this guy I'm not not sure if I can but then when he was speaking mm-hmm. I could I was just like he's there and you're like yeah we'll just take him home give him a shave give him a bath he'll be back when you first mentioned Richard Armitage to me I kind of knew the name but I couldn't picture him or anything about him but now since then I see him all over the place <laughs> And he's he's on um is it the adverts for Audible? Like he narrates audiobooks. Does he? Yeah. So he's he's like their main guy at the moment. Oh my god. So clearly people 
no, well, they're <laughs> utilizing that voice at the moment. I think when I when I googled him, the top articles that came up. Well, I think I assume I did this Richard Armitage voice. So ET Online had a webpage called um, Richard Armitage's voice may cause you to swoon, and Buzzfeed <laughs> had Richard Armitage reading love poems will give you an orgasm. I mean, I wish you'd told me this earlier, but <laughs> but knowing that I am totally free for the next week, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I, don't the, I don't think the books are erotic. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> there is a book of him just reading love poetry. That's the one that I've shared yeah, the first that's, from. Yeah, that's probably the one that I'll, I'll have to go for. You won't be able to get hold of me. <laughs> and he's in um, the new Oceans 8. He's like the villain in that. He'd probably be a pretty good villain. Wait, how old does he look now? Um, isn't he like mid forties now? He still looks good. Is he going to become a silver fox? Definitely. Okay. I, I don't think he's there. Yet. He still he doesn't look too dissimilar from like Spooks days at the moment. Blimey. But um, we're talking of like actually of um Ocean's Eight. There's um, a actress slash rapper called Aquafina in that, and she has an amazing voice. Which she's got like a really hoarse, raspy voice. Okay. And I think that is my favourite voice. <laughs> it's just like... Really? Yeah, like really, like, I, it does a lot for me. Okay, so by... You can't look at me like that. You look at me like I'm a freak <laughs> after you just been saying about your voice. Suddenly mine, I, my kink is not allowed. Yeah, but horse... Maybe horse in the right, like, sort of like um, a bit of a smoker's like voice. Like throaty. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, see that, I get, I get yeah. that. Okay, so like, Mila Kunis... Not not horse enough. Not horse enough. No. Oh, like Mila Kunis if she, after she's just like smoked like because <laughs> I I think Mila Kunis actually has one of those voices that I you know I am vaguely attracted to also. Mm-hmm. She's not got a bad voice. Like she's kind of like I think Rihanna's probably a bit more hoarse. I probably prefer Rihanna's voice, but then Aquafina's okay. like this whole new level. Wow. And she's a genius, and her vagina's fifty times better than a penis. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the lyrics from her songs. That's one of her lyrics. Wow. She must be pretty self-confident. Um, right. Right, said it was a short one, so I'm appearing at the end. I don't normally do that. Throughout the rest of the conversation, we had a little bit of science talking about, I guess, monkeys and their voices and how that affects humans. I think there was something about people with good voices are more likely to be selected by people who are looking to have affairs. That was quite interesting. And then we went through Richard Armitage's career, talking about his different voices in his different roles, and also his looks and how important those were, if they were at all. Um, I had some ideas for how to lengthen out the episode. I was thinking I could learn how to do ASMR and maybe treat you to a bit of that. Another idea was to... um, type in some stuff into Word and get the computer to read it out as if the interview was continuing. That would have been hilarious. But until Audible come knocking at my door, asking me to uh, review Richard Armitage's uh, audiobooks, I think that's your lot. As I said, this is the 10th episode, so I'm not quite sure what's going to happen from here. If you want to keep up to date, you can follow me on Twitter at DisappointMatt. It's supposed to sound like disappointment, but it's Matt instead of Mint. If you've enjoyed... Any of the episodes, if you could rate on iTunes or leave a review, that would be amazing. And as I've not done an outro before, I don't really have a sign-off. I'll just put the crush sound in again. <laughs> <laughs>